Hi everyone, good morning everyone. So how you doing? I hope you had a great week this week. Uh, here in the UK, we are getting some amazing, beautiful, beautiful weather. Sunshine, that is a big deal here in the UK because we get a lot of rain and mist and fog, but today we've got the sun. So I'm excited, the, sun sh the sunshine makes me quite happy. So anyway, so let me give a quick recap of what we learned last week because it is going to flow into what we learn this week. Okay, uh, well today we're gonna be looking at Matthew chapter six, verses one through four, and it's going to be talking about doing what we do, our good works that we do, um, to please God, okay? And so I'll get into that in a little bit, but let's just have a quick recap. So we're still looking at the Sermon on the Mount. Yes, we are still in the Sermon on the Mount. This is Jesus' beautiful sermon. He climbed up the side of a mountain, his followers. So these people are believers. Um, they come and they sit down. He's teaching believers. Um, so, uh, you know, we began with the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the, and then he tells you blessed are the what, and then what the... Um, what the reward for that is. So he's talking about, Jesus is talking about in the beginning, in the Beatitudes, about how we can have a blessed life in God, a happy life. And that's what it mean, means. Blessed means happy. And I love that um, Hebrew mindset, which means also the word blessed means like enlarged, to be enlarged. And, and I look at it as, you know, um, when, you, when you see it the way God sees it, your thinking is enlarged. You are, are, are just, it's a more spacious place that we get to live in, spiritually speaking. Okay, and we also know that um, that the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus talking to believers about what the life of one of his followers, a kingdom person, will look like, what it, what it should look like. Um, and we, we know that almost always, and in every, every time that he talks about certain aspects of, of this life and then the kingdom life, that the way we live life, naturally speaking, is quite different from what the way a person who is of God's kingdom thinks and looks and acts. It's very differently from someone who is just merely of this world. And Jesus is going to be pointing out the differences between um, kind of, well, natural man and then the spiritual man, the, the, the person of the kingdom of God. Okay, and so last time we were together, we looked at how um, we're called to a higher righteousness. I don't know a better way to put it. Maybe there is a better way to word that, but a, a higher righteousness than what the Pharisees were preaching. Now, the Pharisees were saying, oh, you know, it's fine as long as you're just obeying the rules, as long as you're being seen to obey the rules. And one of the examples, because Jesus gave a number of examples, one of the examples that Jesus gave was, okay, under the law, it says you should not murder. Is that wrong? No, it's 100% correct. The law, the law is right. You should not murder. God said don't murder. But Jesus took it to another level when he said it's not enough to just not murder. He said, but it's what's actually going on in, in the heart that matters so much um, equally. Um, for example, okay, you might have feelings of hate and, and um, bad feelings toward a brother or a sister in Christ. 
Um, and the Pharisees said, well, as long as you don't act on those feelings, as long as you don't murder anyone, Jesus said, no. He said, what's happening in the, in the heart, even if you don't murder, is, is just as bad. And, and he even gave the example of that, if, if that's the scenario, if you've got something in your heart against a brother or a sister, unforgiveness or hatred, um, anger, um, even calling them bad names, you know, in, in your, from your heart, that if you come and do your religious duty, and he's speaking of under the law, they would bring sacrifices and, and gifts and offerings to the altar, that he said, actually, if there's something bad in the heart, what I want you to do is leave your offering, leave your gift, go make it right with your brother, then come back and do the religious duty. That is part of the law. So Jesus is saying, really, it's the heart matters. What? Why? Why is this? Why is Jesus saying this? Because God wants us to live a godly life because, as he put it, um, because it is written on our heart rather than just on uh, tablets of stone. What he wants is, what God is, and Jesus is advocating and saying that God wants is, he wants our lives to flow from our heart that is soft and humble before God. Okay, one, a heart, a life that obeys God out of love for him and not out of just duty. Like, I must do this, I must do that. But rather, you love God so much, you don't want to hurt his heart. You don't want to make him upset. You want to please him. Um, so what Jesus is saying and has been saying through this whole sermon of his so far is that our life flows. It is an extension of, of what's going on in the heart, the head office of our whole life. And whatever's going on in the heart is going to affect everything that we do. Okay, so the next part, the bit we're going to talk about today uh, in Matthew 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, still has to do with the heart. And it deals with our righteous deeds, the good things that we do because we are followers of Christ. In my Bible, and I really like this, is um, the heading of chapter 6 says, Do good to please God. Okay, so that's not actually part of the Bible, but somebody who put the Bible together here made it chapter six, and above that put a little heading that says, do good to please God. Okay, and we are going to see that um, that title is so appropriate for this as we go on to talk about it. But first, I want to just point something out. I'm going to read Matthew 6, chapter one. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Okay, so he's saying your charitable deeds. And also, just so you know, charitable deeds, another uh, in some translations, it's our righteousness. So living out our righteous lives, our righteousness. It's not just, you know, crossing elderly people across the road or, you know, um, just things like that. It's actually, the. it's not just those things, but it's the things, um, it's not just good deeds, but it's righteousness, living out our godly life, the things that we do because we're Christians and the life of God's in us. And, you know, we're made to do good deeds. You know, it's not good deeds that save us, but we're made to do them. Once we are a new creation in Christ, it just should flow from our new life inside of us. Okay. Anyway, right here in chapter one, he said, don't do your deeds before men to be seen by them or you don't get your reward from your father in heaven. Now, in chapter five, the previous chapter, verse 16, I'm going to read this, okay? And I'm not reading this to confuse you. I'm reading this to point it out to you. It says this, 
Jesus has just talked about being salt and light. And he says in 5 verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Okay. Well, does that make sense? Do those two scriptures contradict? Are we to be seen or not to be seen doing the good works before men? Um, and let me just point this out. Of course, you're going to see um, in a Christian's life, the living out of your life uh, for God. You're going to see people doing good works because they're just going to happen from the, the life of a believer. So you're, of course, you're going to be seeing people living out their righteousness, right? Jesus even said, he said, a city on a hill cannot be hid, meaning us. We're like the city on a hill. Um, you know, with the light inside of us. Um, and he also said, don't hide your light under a basket or a bushel, but, but be a lamp that shines for the world. So that's, again, people seeing our, our light, our life um, in God. Um, and what does it say? It says, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, God will get the glory when they see us, people see us living our lives for him. But in 6.1, in chapter 6, verse 1, it says, don't do your acts of righteousness before men. Let me put this to you because this is an extension again of everything Jesus has been saying is that it's all about the heart, okay? The attitude that Jesus is addressing in chapter 6, verse 1, the person who does their acts of righteousness to be seen and to be noticed by others, to impress others. This is what he's saying you should not do. You're not going to be able to help living out your life before people. You know, they are going to see some of the good things you do. They are going to see you um, living in the light, so to speak, you know. They're going to see you telling the truth. They're going to see you being kind. They're going to see you um, helping people. They're just going to see it because you're going to, it's just going to flow from your life. But there's a difference between just living out your godly life um, to honor God and therefore other people will honor God because of our works. There's a difference between that and then the person who does acts of righteousness to be noticed by others so that they'll say, oh my, aren't they holy? Oh my, what a good person they are. Look at that. You know, when, they, when a person goes out of their way to be seen, to be noticed. Because then you're not bringing glory to God. Your attitude in your heart that Jesus doesn't want is that you are drawing attention to yourself. Um, so although Christians are seen to be doing good works, right? They must not do good works simply to be seen. Does that make sense? Okay. So when a person does good deeds with the wrong motive to draw attention to yourself, that's the motive. That's the wrong motive. Then Jesus says, you've already received your reward. The person who said, oh my, what a good Christian you are. Oh my, how godly you are. Well, that was it. That was your reward. Hope you enjoyed it because <laughs> that's all you're getting for that. Okay. Uh, so God cares about how the attitude that we do, how we do our good works and uh, with what motive we do them. The heart matters to God. I actually think that if we take that attitude or that, that truth, the heart matters to God, and read the entire Bible with that, with that mindset, with that truth, I think that there would be so many things in the scripture that make so much more sense to us um, when we're not reading them in a legalistic way. When we're saying, 
just just say it before you read every chapter. Remember, with God, it's the heart that matters. And then we go on to read it. We'll be able to read it with much more clarity, which with um, with the way God intended us to read and to understand his word. Okay, so let's talk about reward from the Father in heaven. Um, good deeds, uh, good deeds are going to flow from your life if you're a follower of Jesus. I said that. Okay, and when they are done with the right attitude, which is to please God, I'm doing this to please God, right? Not to bring attention to myself. We are going to be rewarded by the Father, okay? We are. Now, some people would be offended by that. And they'd say, oh, you know, you shouldn't do things to expect things. And well, why does Jesus say it then? And he doesn't just say it once, okay? He's gonna say this a, a, a number of times in this sermon that we are rewarded for certain things by our father. Obviously, Jesus is not offended by the fact that, that God is a rewarder, okay? Also, I just wanna point this out and I'm gonna get more into that, what I just said in a moment, but just this. You know, many people can do good and charitable deeds, good deeds, right? You don't need to be a follower of Jesus to do good deeds or good works. We see this every day. There are whole ungodly, non-Christian, not, not godly at all organizations that are doing very good things on this earth. They're, they're doing kind acts, good things for people. Now, people who do good because it feels good to do good, well, there's nothing inherently wrong with doing good because it feels good. That's nice, all right? It's wonderful that we can do things for people. You know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You know, we give, we do a good thing, and we're so blessed, we feel good, right? But if we're going to look at our charitable deeds, living out our righteousness, our, the good things that we do, um, to God, always remember it's the heart behind the good work that God is primarily looking at. And when we come to doing good works or see people doing good works, just because it feels good, it feels good to do good, that actually doesn't honor God. It's actually, think about it, I do good because it feels good. It's actually a selfish motive right there. Now, I'm not saying this to insult anyone. I'm just saying that with God, the heart matters. And when we do something to please ourselves, God's not against us being filled with joy and happiness and doing kindness even to ourselves, you know? Like I'm even thinking, you know, sometimes we just need a hot bubble bath because why? It feels good and, you know, it relaxes us and whatever. It's okay to do good things. But I'm just telling you that the motive behind our good works and the living out our righteousness isn't to be seen, isn't to be noticed. It isn't even, ah, because it makes me feel good. Our primary purpose is because we're flowing out of our heart that loves God. It's a soft heart. We want to honor God. We want to please God. And that should be the primary motive. Okay? Okay. Um, and, oh, and also, it makes the difference between it being just a good deed and being an act of righteousness. An act of righteousness flows from a righteous life. And righteousness is no gift, nothing that we've done. Righteousness is a gift of God that he gives us. We do not make ourselves righteous. So as many good deeds as a person can do, it doesn't make them righteous. But when our good deeds and our charitable acts come from a righteous because of the righteousness inside of us, because we want to honor God. It's the difference between I'm just doing a good deed 
and I'm living out the righteousness of God in my life. I'm doing acts of righteousness, which are flowing from the life inside me that Jesus put there, that Jesus put there, okay? Not us. All right, Matthew 6, 2. Let's read that. We're in the second verse now. All right. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Okay, notice in chapter 6, verse 2, it says, and when you do your charitable or righteous deeds, you live out your righteousness. Let's just stop right there a second. Jesus is already coming to this party assuming that these deeds will be flowing from the life of a believer. He's saying that as a believer, when you do your charitable deeds, when, when good things, good deeds, you're living out your righteousness flow from your life because they should be, they should be. You should just be, it just should be oozing from you kindness and goodness and patience and, and giving and generosity. These things should be flowing as acts of righteousness that are flowing out of that life. Um, inside a believer. Okay, so didn't Jesus didn't say if, he said when you do the charitable deeds. Okay, now let's go on to talk about, because this verse also talks about, he says, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue. Let's define a hypocrite here, okay? Why, what is this? What is this word? We, we use this word in our day and in our age, but I wonder if it means the same thing as it does in the Bible. Okay. What is the biblical definition of a hypocrite? Okay, so where'd the word come from, first of all? It's very interesting. Hypocrites, the word, was actually a Greek word for actors who wore these masks. Um, and they acted with these masks. Um, and inside the mask, it had this little mechanism and it would amplify the voice. Um, and it, uh, so a hypocrite was one who was play acting. The hypocrite, conceals his true motives underneath the, um, that mask uh, or a costume, like a cloak, a, of make-believe. So they are make-believing. What's, what they're doing on the outside doesn't match what, it's not the, what's happening on the inside. It, they're acting, okay? Acting. Actors are not who they really, like just because someone's acting like a murderer in a, in a show, they're just acting. It's not coming from a heart of murder. They are not a murderer. They are an actor acting, play acting, pretending, okay? Now to Jesus, based on what that word meant back then and where we got that word, Jesus is saying a hypocrite is somebody who outwardly goes through the motions of love for God or love for your neighbor, but their heart is actually far from God and far from their neighbor. It says in Matthew five seventeen. These people, meaning the people who he considers to be hypocrites, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And to Jesus, this is what a hypocrite is. So he also is going to speak, he says now, when hypocrites um, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues. He's going to now talk about the hypocrites when they go to the synagogue. Let me point something out right here. Um, not all people that go to synagogue are hypocrites. Not all Christians sitting in churches are hypocrites. 
What Jesus is talking about is someone who is a hypocrite and then goes to church, someone who is a hypocrite and then goes to synagogue, you know? The hypocrite isn't a hypocrite because he or she is a person who attends church um, because some people like to judge Christians, don't they? I hear this quite a bit. Oh, those hypocrites, you know, from, from non-Christian people, sometimes from Christian people talking about other Christian people. Um, I just want to point it out. Not all Christians are hypocrites, not at all. I've seen some of the most genuine, God-loving people, but we are all human and we are all going to mess up at times in our life. Uh, so a hypocrite is not someone who claims to be a Christian, but then messes up. That's not it. That's not what a hypocrite is. A hypocrite is someone who is saying one thing and doing another thing, like on a consistent basis. We all mess up at times. Does that make us a hypocrite? No, it doesn't make us a hypocrite. And God forgives. And please remember, God is looking at the heart. Sometimes we're living our life, we mess up, and God sees how contrite we are, how sorry we are, that, you know, we wish we didn't do that sin, and we ask forgiveness for that sin. So that is not what makes a hypocrite. And Jesus is not saying everyone who's sitting in that synagogue is a hypocrite. He's saying the, then when someone who is hypocritical and doesn't have that love for God in their heart, that softened heart, humble heart before God, and that kind of person goes to synagogue or goes to church and they do their acts of um, generosity and giving so that basically like a big fanfare, like doo -doo -doo -doo, trumpet sound, everyone look, I am putting this big check into the, into the offering, you know, that's what Jesus is talking about. Okay. And the first righteous deed that, or, or act a charitable act that Jesus is going to be discussing here is giving. Okay, and Matthew 6, chapter 2, uh, says that the hypocrites, don't be like the hypocrites um, who have a trumpet basically before they go in and, and are ready to give and they have tr uh, trumpets. He's not necessarily saying, because historically speaking, that this um, isn't actually uh, backed up anywhere that, that people did this, um, that they actually had fanfares of trumpets playing. But what he is hitting on the head here is... He's making a point, okay? And the point is this. Um, the point is this, is that don't make a big deal and let everybody know what's going on when you're doing a charitable act of giving. In this case, it's about giving. He said, keep yourself to yourself. It's between you and God. God sees what's going in your heart, why you're giving what you're giving, um, the amount you're giving what you're giving. He sees the every motive of the heart, and it's between you and God. The minute you be begin um, doing the fanfare and saying, look at me, look at how much I'm giving, that's it. That's your reward. You don't get anything else. That's it. You just get people looking at you saying, ooh, isn't that amazing, okay? You've already got your reward, Jesus says. So Matthew 6, 3 says, uh, again, concerning the giving. But when you do a charitable deed, again, when you do it, when you give, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Basically, keep it to yourself. Don't let your, your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Just, just keep it to yourself, okay? Between you and God, all right? Okay, and I love this part. Chapter, uh, verse four, that, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Okay, let's just stop on this one line here. And your father who sees in secret. Okay, this can both warm our heart or terrify it. <laughs> or both at the same time. Um, 
God sees everything. There is not one intimate detail of, a, of our lives that he does not know. Um, it actually says in the scripture, he knows exactly how many hairs you have on your head. What's the point of that? God is saying, I so intimately know what's going on in your world. I so intimately know what's going on in your heart. Um, he sees everything. We hide nothing. He knows our heart and our motives for everything better than we even know it. You know, sometimes we might think we're doing something for a great motive um, and we might not actually be doing it for a great motive. On the very positive side of this, okay, because like I said, you could be terrified, like, eek, God sees the things I do in secret. Well, if you're doing wrong things in secret, yes, he does see them. He does see that. If you are doing things with a wrong attitude, yes, he does see that. But on the positive side, isn't it one of the most beautiful, beautiful things that in every moment of quietness or when we're alone, the Father sees us. We are seen by our Father. Never, ever, ever think one minute detail of our lives go unnoticed by him. To me, this is, if I, if I got nothing else out of this passage, and I got so much out of this passage, but if not, that one line, and your Father who sees in secret, he knows your heart, he knows your feelings, he knows your brokenness, he knows the hairline fractures inside your soul, he knows everything so intimately about us. He knows what's worrying you today, he knows what's exciting you today, he knows what brings joy to your heart, and he knows what brings sorrow to your heart. God knows, God sees. He is our Father and He loves us, okay? So our Father who sees in secret, okay? He sees every deed we've ever done um, with the right motive and He will reward you openly, Jesus says. Openly, He will reward you. Okay, um, and, and can I just say that? He doesn't, I said this before, he doesn't just say this once, that he will reward us and will reward us openly. He says it three times that I'm seeing in this chapter. I'm not going to get to the other two, but he says it in Matthew 6, chapter 4, about our giving. He says it in Matthew, um, oh, he says it again about prayer. When we go into our secret place in prayer, he says again, what God sees in secret, he will reward openly. He says it again in verse 18 about our fasting. What, what you do in secret will re be rewarded openly. What a motivation. What a motivation. And you know, I know, again, this is about the heart. We don't do these things with the idea of reward in our heart. Like I'm going to pray because I'll get a reward for it. Or I'm going to give to God today purely because there's a reward for this. No, the reason to do the righteous deeds is to please God and because they're flowing out of our lives from our new life and, to, and we want to please our Father, right? Because we love Him, because we're humble before Him. We want to do it not to draw attention to ourselves. But Jesus goes out of His way on three occasions here. He wants you to know that you can expect reward. You can. You can. It's okay, Jesus is saying, to know that God is a good God, a good Father. And it also says in Hebrews eleven six, He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Hey, 
You know, some of those things like giving of our finances and prayer and fasting, those are things that we do because the Bible speaks of us doing those things. But you know, oftentimes those things don't have immediate um, feel good factor. You know, when you give, you then have less money. When you pray, you've just spent time and energy that, you know, you might not have a lot of time, but you've just spent time coming before the Father, talking to Him, asking things from Him, making petitions and requests. Fasting, um, you're, you're hungry. You feel hungry and deprived. <laughs> you know, and sometimes you're not feeling the immediate goodness of those things. But Jesus says, the minute you do those things, there is immediate goodness. There is, even if the answer to the prayer hasn't come, even if the breakthrough hasn't come because of, of your fasting, even if um, the giving um, in your life hasn't come back a hundredfold back, you know, like when we sow seed and God brings it back and you've not seen that. Jesus says that some of the good actually happens straight away. Straight away, the minute the prayer's out of your mouth, the meal you've missed, that the minute that a tithe or an offering goes out. And the good is this, that immediately happens. The Father saw it. The Father saw it. He did not miss it. The Father sees it. You know, and although it may not seem to be yielding any good in the moment, the fasting, the prayer, the giving, reward will come. And, and Jesus says, the Father will reward you openly. And I just want to point this out. And I'm, I'm actually going to end here because today, um, you know, I, I didn't do as much. Uh, I, I wanted to just keep it light today. So we're finishing right here. So good will come. And it doesn't say that our reward will come when you die in the sweet by and by, one day, in the judgment, when we get gifts and all that, you know, after the judgment happens and all that, then you'll get gifts openly. Yes, we will. We will be rewarded for the things we do. But it doesn't, Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus just says, and the Father will reward you openly. I believe that the rewards can come in this life. I've had reward come to me and, and um, quite openly. And you know what? You know what it also helps me to do? is sometimes I see the life of a believer and I see that they're very blessed in many ways. I don't know, maybe financial blessing just seems to be happening to them all the time. They just seem to be so outwardly financially blessed or prayers are just getting answered in their life, right, left, and center. Uh, you know, the people that they've prayed for, they're getting saved. You know, the children that they've that they've been praying for are coming back to the Lord. They see healings. They see, you know, they're just amazing things are happening in people's lives. I don't know what happens in that person's secret life with God. Maybe that is an outward pouring out of the reward of God upon their life. And I should be rejoicing with them rather than sometimes looking at people and saying, why are they so blessed? Why is this happening for them? Why do you answer their prayer? Not my prayer. You know, we need to be rejoicing when we see the life of a believer being blessed because we don't know what happens in their secret life. And maybe that is an extension that Jesus said would happen, that the promise of God is that he will reward you openly when you do your good deeds and live out your righteousness before the Father with a, with a right heart, with the right motive, that he will reward what he sees in secret. He will reward you openly. What a good father we have. 
Well, you know, I know it went quick today. I am going to pray now and I'm just, we'll, we'll continue next week. Um, I hope you have a wonderful uh, week this week and um, be very blessed. I'm going to pray right now and then we'll say goodbye. Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you that you are a good father. Thank you that you are kind. Thank you that you see us, Father. You see what we do in secret. And thank you that you are a God who richly blesses. You are no man's debtor. And I thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Father, for your beautiful and wonderful care and blessings. You're a good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.